Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sexual assault at the U Street Metro station. Metro's new GM opens with some good news for riders. I'm John Aaron. A district man sentenced for abusing dogs and an alligator. I'm Luke Luker. Talk about more supply chain headaches hitting you in the wallet. That's at 1210. It's 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. Devastating flooding in Kentucky has left some 25 people dead. CBS's Bradley Blackburn has the latest. The scale of devastation is clear. The high water and swollen streams that have torn through communities in eastern Kentucky. Water powerful enough to sweep away entire homes and leave mountains of debris that rescue crews are now searching for survivors. There's still a lot of people out there, still a lot of people unaccounted for. We're going to do our best to find them all. Kentucky's governor says that's search could last for weeks. An estimated 16,000 customers are without power in Kentucky. Climate change, a major focus in California. CBS's Ben Tracy spoke to California Governor Gavin Newsom. Kentucky swamped by deadly flash flooding, wildfires blazing in the western U.S., cities in the Pacific Northwest baking under triple-digit heat. And that's just this week. Look at the reality. Walk outside. It's becoming overwhelming, and we could do something about it. That's the great news. California Governor Gavin Newsom says California is not going to wait for the federal government to pass meaningful climate legislation. Is the idea to make California a bit of a laboratory for the rest of the country? Absolutely. We want to iterate. I hope people take a look at what's going on here in California and see some encouragement. The Senate, meanwhile, working on a budget bill that includes climate change provisions. Yes, we have a winner in the Mega Millions, and it is a mega jackpot. Mega Millions jackpot is an estimated annuitized $1.28 billion. The lucky winner is from Illinois. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's planned congressional delegation to Asia has sparked pushback from China, especially if she visits Taiwan, which China considers part of its territory. But Secretary of State Antony Blinken says China need not worry. Our policy has not changed. The United States strongly opposes any unilateral efforts to change the status quo or to undermine peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. China has ramped up military exercises off its coast. Pope Francis has wrapped up his Canada tour. His trip was focused on apologizing for the actions of the Catholic Church, which sent indigenous children to schools to assimilate them to Western culture. On his way home, the Pope acknowledged he can no longer travel like he used to and that he needs to slow down and one day possibly retire. 
Spain and Brazil have reported their first monkeypox deaths. University of Michigan infectious disease expert Dr. Payal Patel says monkeypox is highly contagious. Once we find a case, what we're advising patients right now is that they're really infectious for up to three weeks. So far, more than 21,000 cases worldwide. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. It is 12.03 on this Saturday, July 30th. 83 degrees now. Gorgeous day. Plenty of sunshine. Get outside if you can. very good afternoon to you. I'm Shana Steele and thanks so much for joining us here on WTOP. The top local story we're following this hour. We start in D.C. where at least half a dozen people were shot last night in a number of different shootings. It all started around 9 p.m. on Alabama Avenue near F Street in Southeast. Officers found a man and a woman with gunshot wounds there. Both rushed to the hospital. The man later died. Minutes later on Darrington Street in Southwest, Police found two men who were also shot. Then two other men were shot and injured on Rhode Island Avenue near Montana Avenue. That's in Northeast. Earlier in the day, a man was gunned down around 3 p.m. on Wheeler Road in Southeast. Metro Transit Police are investigating reports of a sexual assault. Tommy Ferguson, a pastor at the Bridges to God Ministries, tells our news partners at NBC4 that she was riding a Metro escalator at the U Street station Monday when a man going in the opposite direction groped her. They have a very clear picture of this guy and hopes, and I'm hoping that they'll air that so that he can be seen and hopefully apprehended. Metro Police, they're already investigating another harassment claim. A Virginia woman posted a video on TikTok saying she was sexually harassed at the Foggy Bottom station and that no one did anything about it. A 2018 study commissioned by Metro shows that women are two times more likely than men to be sexually harassed while using the transit system. Now, if you are planning on taking a train soon, you won't have to wait as long at some metro stations starting on Monday. That was one of the first announcements made by Metro's new GM after he was officially sworn in. As he's listened to riders this week. Service frequency hands down, I think, is the is the topic I've heard the most about. And in that vein, Metro General Manager Randy Clark announced. Uh, effective Monday, we will go from 20-minute frequency to 15-minute frequency on the blue line, the orange line, and the silver line. He also said that a key safety milestone for the silver line extension is expected in October, though he stopped short of setting an opening date. Clark said about safety in general. We're either running safe service or the service should not run. John Aaron, WTOP News. Okay, we've got an update now on a teacher in Virginia who was fired after refusing to use male pronouns to address a transgender student. The advocacy group Equality Virginia is calling for the state Supreme Court to uphold a lower court's dismissal of the teacher's lawsuit against the King William County School Board for $1 million. The group says that transgender students thrive when they're supported by an inclusive school environment, which includes using the correct pronouns. Peter Vlemming is suing the school board, he says, because they violated his rights under Virginia law. A local man convicted of gruesome crimes involving dogs is now heading to jail for 90 days. D.C. Police and the Humane Rescue Alliance responded to Jaquan Jackson's home in southeast D.C., where they found a dead dog hanging from a fence. A month later, the HRA and police came with a warrant and took away six dogs and six puppies. One dog had broken bones and a tooth lodged in one of its legs, as well as other wounds consistent with dog fighting. 
They also found a five-foot-long alligator that was being kept in a small plastic container and had a deformed snout. Along with jail time, Jackson is banned from owning an animal for 10 years. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Prince George's County will soon be looking for a new health officer. Dr. Ernest Carter will be stepping down after serving as the county health officer. He took on the role back in 2019 after serving as the deputy health officer since 2012. County Executive Angela Also Brooks made the announcement and praised Dr. Carter's commitment to his community, saying he has, quote, led us with compassion, care, and concern. He'll be stepping down effective November 1st. County leaders will be working to fill the position. Maryland's Secretary of Health will make the final appointment. This comes as D.C.'s health director also stepped down this week. And in Montgomery County, the health officer role has remained vacant for nearly a year. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Yeah, we know he's stepping down. We don't know why. We've reached out to Prince George's County for more information on that. So how long will this nice weather last? We'll get a look at your weekend weather and traffic. That comes up next. It's 1207. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support